0: Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell.
1: And this is Jonah Trebowasser.
0: And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends in your community, dedicated to service. Each
1: week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve
0: your life. And Jonah, today, our special guest is David Violante.
1: Good morning. Is
0: that correct? That's right. That's very good. good. Welcome, David V., to our show, and <laughs> we will be discussing important information about emergency medical services and public health. And I have to say, a uh, little bit of prep time that we have for the show here, I, I'm just so impressed with your resume, or lack of a, I hate to use that term, it's so generic, because it doesn't really, the breadth of work and um, some of your act, the activities you have been up to for. You know, for a young guy, you're kind of you know. I like
2: hearing that young yeah, guy. That's
0: nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At David this Hull. point in your life, it's it's pretty impressive. So and, let's and, and get David right has, to it.
1: David has an impressive number of uh, letters and initials after his name. It says uh, David is an MPH EMT-P. What does all that mean?
2: Uh, MPH is a Master in Public Health. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And EMTP is the New York State designation for Paramedic, Emergency Medical Technician, Paramedic. Right,
0: and what exactly do you do professionally with all of those initials after your name? Are you an educator? You're right. a healthcare provider. Yes, you're sure. a medical administrator.
2: Right, all of that what, stuff. What do
0: you? Okay, well, uh,
2: I think at the end of the day, it's using the skill sets that I have that I was afforded through a lot of great people in education to. Uh, take care of the public in some way shape or form take care of someone else uh, the best i can so uh, i work at the arlington fire district as the assistant director of emergency medical services that's okay. my monday through friday seven to three job
0: okay uh, seven to three right
2: i also <laughs> a little uh,
0: twist there but still still a yeah, number of hours it's, a it, week it it's a sure lot. is it's more than
2: seven to three really you know, uh-huh. it's, of course when
0: you're dedicated to sure. that type of work right. and what else do you do david uh,
2: i also adjunct at Duchess community College in the paramedic program teaching about emergency medical services uh, so that others can uh, be prepared to do that kind of work at the basic
1: and advanced levels.
0: And of course, Dutchess Community College, let's give them a plug, is one of the outstanding community colleges, quite frankly, in the country. It, it is and, the
1: jewel of the SUNY system.
0: It, it's, it's a wonderful uh, place, educational facility and philosophy, and one of the reasons is because they have adjunct faculty, such as yourself, who are people who are living and breathing what they are teaching
1: that's right yeah well, a great know, shout out to the adjuncts yeah we, we need we, we should really uh, define some of our terms uh, david Milanti, who was our guest today on radio rotary what is an emergency medical technician how does that differ from a nurse or a doctor
2: so the breadth of knowledge and abilities of nurses and physicians is is pretty wide, uh, as is the depth. Right. Uh, certainly for physicians, it's such a much deeper knowledge. For emergency medical technicians, the breadth is there uh, as well. Not so much depth in some areas, but great depth in others. So running out to an emergency, assessing what's going on. That emergency could be a medical emergency, a traumatic event, car accident, whatever, heart attack, those kinds of things. And, um... They take care of the person, assess the situation, treat them, stabilize them, get them to the hospital for definitive care.
1: You know, that takes a very special kind of person because... Well, it's uh, front the, line. Yeah, the vast majority of Boom. us, you know, if we came upon an accident and there's blood and gore and bones sticking out, we would all go, Ew. you know, and like, <laughs> call 9 uh, Well, it's messy. It's messy 11. work. Right. Folks Could be messy work. Yes. And, you know, some of us out sure. there are, are trained, you know, as I was when I was a scout leader in first aid and things like that, uh, you know, Can folks, you
0: resuscitate somebody, Jonah?
1: I can do mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. We can practice. Okay, afterwards. we need but anyway, to move on.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you bring
2: that up. Uh, this all started for me in scouting, uh, you know, back, really? back days ago. Yeah, we, oh, right. that
0: First warms his Mar- heart,
2: and uh, and all of that.
0: That true. really warms Jonah's yeah. heart. But that sir, is something our, that's very all, close. All kidding aside,
1: it takes a very special person. Of course, everybody out there when they see an accident, will you know, call nine-one-one on your cell phone. Get people like our guest, David Wielanty, out there, uh, emergency medical technician. But um, it takes a special person to just dive right in and, and not lose their head and start... And know what you know, to do. Put on the rubber gloves and starting, know what to do. Sure. Um, how much training does it take to become an EMT? it takes a pretty good amount
2: of training so there's uh sort of three facets to the training but uh, the largest one is going to school and uh learning the the sort of book knowledge cognitive information putting the skills together uh psychomotor part of it and then getting the experience and going out there and doing it so for an emt it takes about three months four months of time uh for a paramedic it takes over a year uh, of of education and uh, a clinical experience. And, are these and volunteer
0: the uh, EMT squads or teams or how does it work with the one you're involved with?
2: There are combinations. Uh, some organizations are, are strictly volunteer. So these guys are doing this on their own and gals are doing this on mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. own. Uh, some organizations are uh, strictly career oriented uh, and some organizations are a combination therein. And uh, they're all professionals doing an amazing job every day.
1: And, and what kind of uh, uh Cases are they going liable to find you know car accidents things like that heart attacks? or have you ever had to deliver a baby? Oh yeah, I've delivered several. Oh uh, yeah, several, d- yep. d- any of them name David? No,
2: no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that I know of. I'm Actually, of
0: it. may I share, do a little share, not to distract from right um, Mr. David here. But um, the where I live is very rural, and the bank I work for, we're in a rural community, and many of my colleagues are ENT and volunteer fire people. And our company is very supportive. And when that box goes off, or they get the, they all have their their beepers and their, the, their communication devices. And they can l- stand up from their post or their... Their desk or their office and go right out into the field right. and somebody that I work with every single day had her baby delivered um, in her house didn't make it to the hospital right? by an ENT mm-hmm. yeah so and there are friends and neighbors in my community it's uh, it's all volunteer people
2: sure well it's that's what's really nice about this is that uh, you know people are taking care of each other and, yeah. and that's what it is at the end of the day what's difficult is you never know when it's gonna happen you never know where it's gonna happen or how big it's going to be. be. And so that's that's the problem, uh, is that it's difficult for volunteers. Yeah. You know, they really deserve a lot of credit because this is a lot it's, of work.
0: It's thankless, and it's a huge commitment.
2: Yeah, and they get called out day and night, but they still have their own jobs, their own families, that sort of thing as well. But it, and must, so
1: it must be a tremendous uh, satisfaction to know that you've saved a life. Have you saved lives yourselves, David? I know you, you teach people how to save lives, but what right. about you? Tell us a little bit, without mentioning names, of course, about some of the cases you've handled. Uh, It's been very...
2: I've been doing this for over 20 years. Uh, And so it's been uh, a lot of different cases here and there from multi-trauma accidents. Uh, I was a flight medic for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, you go to a lot of those different kinds of scenes that are just tragic. And some people you can help and some people you just can't. And uh, anything you can imagine is absolutely out there. Uh, They say that you know, we should write a book about this stuff, but I don't know if people would necessarily really, really believe it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I know there's a very big push on now in volunteer fire companies, uh, uh, just as we are speaking right now about uh, getting more volunteers in, it's getting tougher to find people who uh, are, are living locally and working locally who just drop everything and run out to a fire or an EMT situation. Are you finding that yourself, David Violanti, as Assistant Director of Emergency Medical Services at the Arlington Fire uh, District, are you finding it tougher to get people to learn how to become EMTs? It is.
2: Uh, it's tougher to get volunteers into any kind of an organization, whether it be for emergency medical services or the fire services. Uh, it's very difficult to, to get and keep people in because there's a lot that they're involved in, and it's very tough from a financial perspective uh, to be out and doing this from an educational perspective of, of what's required of people and the time commitment.
1: Let's say you've got somebody out there who's uh, who's interested in becoming an EMT. Let's take it from the start. Um, sure. How did he get in, whole, in touch with you?
2: Well, I would suggest that they get in touch with uh, a place where they can get some education, so they're right. going to want to get into the system, mm-hmm. and uh, part of that is going to your local rescue school. Or a fire organization, and finding out when the meetings are, go to the meetings, and then uh, they'll lead you down the right path of what's required.
0: And even if you decided, certainly in my community, that you were not cut out or could not make the commitment to be the first responder, there are other ways to plug into these wonderful, pri- I mean, gems of organizations, helping them with um, uh, education, public relations, and quite frankly, sometimes fundraising activities that they do.
2: Absolutely. There's a whole host of things that have to go on at any of these
1: organizations, and you can definitely
2: plug in anywhere.
0: Plug in anywhere. There you hey, go. You know,
1: we're going to find out after uh, our commercial break just how you can, at home, become an EMT, get to ride around in the cool truck and play with all the uh, fabulous instruments and help save a life. Uh, in just a moment with our guest, David Violante. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is the healthy Sarah O'Connell, the picture of health, mm, and our you. very special guest, uh Emergency Medical Technician David Violante. And Sarah, who keeps us healthy by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week?
0: Well, this week, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of East Fishkill, Highland Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Millbrook, Nanuet, and Newburgh.
1: And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages.
0: The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They have helped people grow food in communities around the world. They've taught millions of people to read. They've brought clean water to villages, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet.
2: But here's the thing.
0: Each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more If only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary membership at rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion.
1: For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org.
0: Are you a word with Friends Geek? are just an old-fashioned Scrabble fan.
1: Either way, the Kingston Rotary invites you to a night of fun and friendly Scrabble on Tuesday, June 4th at 5.30 at the Ulster County Community Action Building, 70 Lindsay Avenue off Delaware Avenue in Kingston.
0: $15 admission includes beverage and snacks. To register, call 845-331-6837. That's 845-331-6837 or go to ulsterliteracy.org.
1: So save the date for Scrabble fun night tuesday june 4th at ulster county community action in kingston Juddelson, giordano and siegel cpapc is a full service accounting tax and business consulting firm
0: jgs specializes in business succession planning including ownership transition management transition as well as family and non-family transitions
1: the jgs staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation
0: Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and welcome back to the second half of this edition of Radio Rotary. I am joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser, Jonah Trebowasser, Jonah Trebowasser. I needed to rehearse again. I was tripping over words earlier.
1: That's quite right.
0: And with a name like that, Jonah, you're obligated to use it. What was the commercial
1: with a name like that? It has to be good? Oh, Smucker's Smucker's Jam. (laughs) <laughs> Not Progresso. All right. Never mind. Okay.
0: <laughs> now that we've we given other, th- other uh, company shameless plugs here, we need to <laughs> welcome <laughs> our guest. And the reason for us being on the air um, is David Villalante, who will is, we're talking about uh, emergency medical services and public health and just the breadth and experiences and some of the activities that he's been up to.
1: He has an EMT extraordinary. He teaches other EMTs. He's he, on the faculty of Dutchess Community college he is and, and he, he is, is the assistant, assistant director
0: Primo of
1: arlington fire district
0: emergency medical services
1: right so david violante Parland- welcome yeah. to the second half of radio rotary thank you and to be here. Um, okay so i want to be an emt right how do i start what do i do what am i going to be taught
2: Okay. So you start with the organization to be into the system to understand what's happening with the whole system. It's not just one organization over another that just goes and does this. Everyone is, is really interconnected. Uh, and so then to be an EMT, you're going to have to go to a course sponsorship. just Community College is the local one here. There are several others around. And you'll go through EMT classes. And some of the classes are daytime. Some of them are evening classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, you're looking at uh, quite a number of hours of time. So three months, a few nights a week, and uh, you're going to go through learning everything from delivering babies that we talked about before yes, to uh, taking care of trauma cases uh, such as fractures and uh, you know, people with broken bones and lacerations and things like that, car accidents, uh, and medical emergencies like uh, heart attacks, strokes, those kinds of things. You'll go through cognitive education, then actual skills of knowing how to do what, when, where, and why, mm-hmm. uh, and then go through a testing process at the end. Finally, you'll go to uh, the state, New York State Department of Health has testing sites around to get state certification. Once you do that, uh, you're an EMT and you can go work uh, for an organization, volunteer for an organization and provide care out in the field. I'm sure they have their own uh, different uh, things that they need to do with you to bring you up to speed in their part in of the their system, group.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but you are certified. But you are
2: certified, uh, and for three years, then you have to recertify every three years for and as long. That's as you
0: the need. other part of it too: is that there's that continuing education right. and going back there. and refreshing. It's, it's just mm-hmm. the get be- your first. It, step it's a in
1: tremendous it. commitment to volunteers So we want to give a shout out to all the AMTs out there, all the volunteer firemen who keep us safe every day and every night. You guys, and gals, yeah. are the best. Yep. We really and, love uh, you all, and and you. you, you we we can't say enough great things about our volunteer fire companies and our EMTs, and uh, premier among them is our guest, David Violanti here on Radio Rotary, and he's talking about uh, how one becomes an EMT. Uh, you're going to learn to do CPR, for example. Absolutely. And work those AED deals. That's right. All right, the automatic electric defibrillator. I was trained on that. And you know the biggest disappointment? You ever see on the, on the uh, hospital shows on TV, they put the big pads on and they yell clear yeah All clear drama Ba-dum-ba-dum. drama yeah well when you actually have these things the, the trainer at least i had said just quietly say i'm clear everyone clear and you push a little button <laughs> you know it's like nobody shouts <laughs> in, in there's no life. soundtrack to it yeah <laughs> 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 and no dramatic music no right, no right. drama and no uh, drama. Right. are you taught uh, how to give injections and what uh as uh, a paramedic proper, at the paramedic
2: level, yes. that's right. So uh, starting what, what intravenous there medications to give, right medications to give that's fabulous. all those kinds of things. Uh, First advanced responders, airway management yeah. Yeah. And, boots uh, on the ground.
1: Do you yeah. know of any EMTs that have decided, gee, you know, I really want to go on and they've gone on to nursing or medical school? Absolutely. Yep. This is actually a great way to start to get into uh, some of those uh, other medical fields as well. So, David, I understand that uh, being an emergency medical technician has broadened your horizons. You've done a bit of traveling. Tell us about that. Right. So uh, when I took my paramedic program, it was down at Nyack Hospital
2: at the time. That's where uh, my medic program was. Uh And the physician who taught in one of our uh, pieces there uh, was the Dr. Martha McGuffey. Oh, she's a, a, a well-known and much-beloved Rotarian. Absolutely, she is. That's She's right. fantastic. And what she said in one of our classes was uh, she actually referenced uh, East Africa and Kenya many times because she traveled there to right. work on public health in those areas. And she said, you know what? They really need our paramedics. And a few of us went, really? Tell us more. And so uh, what she wanted to do was strengthen their public health system Uh, because at the time, uh, injury from accident and fires and falls was the leading cause of death. And so we put together a a proposal to teach emergency medical technicians in East Africa. She loved it. We put resources together from a lot of the organizations and volunteers around here in terms of equipment supplies and went over. And that was in 1993. I was going to say, when was the first year? Uh, Yeah, so this is uh, 20 years now, later. And uh, we. You barely
0: look like you're 20 years old. <laughs> twenty hey, wa- years here's ago, here's the 20. He's already <laughs> had. He
1: already has teenage and kids. He just you know, and he passed me looks like,
0: a looks twenty dollar bill to say that. By <laughs> yeah. the way. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> so that was 20 years ago, My and goodness. we started off in a little town of Kasumu on our uh, on the shore of Lake Victoria in Homa Bay, and um, now they've got an amazing functioning. Uh, group out there, Kenya Council of EMTs, that are doing training, education, retraining. American Heart Association training of uh, CPR and advanced cardiac life support for people in that entire community in That's all of amazing. East Africa.
0: It sounds like your yeah. your group really was the one, though, that put the stake in the ground to help get that launched.
2: Right. There's a lot of groups that have been in and out, and so one of the things that that Bobby, Dr. McGuffey right. had mm-hmm. always taught us was uh, to really assist other people and developing themselves so that they're they not could. dependent on you exactly. that you're teaching
0: them to carry we don't on. have to go
2: back every year we don't have to keep sending money funds donations this and that and so the guys over there have been sending us funds to send them books and supplies and resources and they're
1: doing their own training and recertification and they're doing an amazing job out of it
0: that's wonderful Can,
1: getting back here home to the united states you know uh, I've always been a proponent that everyone should learn a little bit of CPR because you sure. never know, uh, office mate, uh, an elderly relative may just fall down in front of you, and you won't be able to uh, uh, help them out until right. emergency comes. And, of course, the first thing folks should do, any kind of emergency, call 911. Get the pros like our, our guest David Violante and his EMT friends out there. Uh, but. Um, the CPR seems to have evolved over the years uh, from when I first uh, learned it in uh, high school. Right, uh, going back more years than I care to, to admit. Um, you know, you de- give the breaths. You don't give the breaths. You do fifteen things, and then you give a breath. You know, you do twenty things. You know, push ups, pushes on the on the on the chest bone. Right. Um, and then sometimes the American Red Cross has one point of view and somebody else has another point of view sure uh, Where can people find out how to do CPR easily at home? Is there are there lessons on the web of videos or things like that? There are a lot of resources out there and a lot
2: of those changes came by through research So right. this is actually what really works now if you've learned an old style of CPR, it's not going to go out the window. There are no CPR police that are going to come out and uh, you know arrest you for, for trying your, your best to resuscitate somebody. Uh, but if you look online in the local area, uh, there are a lot of resources from Dutchess Community College. You could call the American Red Cross, the American Heart Association, uh, their offices, and find out where mm-hmm. you can learn first aid and CPR classes. And I suggest that uh, everybody do that because chances are
1: you're not going to come across it someplace else. It's going to happen with you at home. Right. And, well, of course, a lot of public buildings now have these automatic electric defibrillators. Uh, Rotary has been very good about sponsoring uh, these uh, life-saving machines, putting them in various places. And they're, they're pretty much idiot-proof, because, after all, I know how to work one. right? And
0: Well, ta- you have a, sh- a very short Course in it or right. tutorial? I and should it to- say the machine and talks I, to
2: you, right, David? It does. Most it of them now uh, will prompt you, and you're not going to get injured from it. It won't. You shock can't you do something wrong, but I right. I
0: will remind you, um, Jonah, a couple of years ago that my um, cousin's boss had a heart attack in an elevator at a conference they were, and these uh, one of the gals that worked with them, a colleague, was in the elevator with him. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, there was a defibrillator somewhere on on site there, but she was the only one that knew how to use. It. And she literally saved his life. Oh, sure. And, and my co- Ann was like, you know, she was the quietest, shyest girl of all our team. And here she, and all of a sudden, boom, she went. She was like in triage mode. MASH unit. Because she's been taking CPR and interested in these types of activities. And she saved that man's life.
1: You know, that gets back to what we started talking about at the top of the show. i like David to get back to it. And that's, it, it takes a special kind of person not to panic when everyone else around them is panicking? And do you screen people when they come to the uh, EMT classes to say, all right, this person could be cool as a cucumber, and this person might not be the kind of person we want? Or can everyone do this? Uh, Everybody can do this
2: to some level, uh, whether it's a very basic first responder as a certified first responder or whether you get up into being a a full paramedic. And so anybody can do this. What you said about being a special person for doing this is the same for anything. Right. You do not want me working on your car. <laughs> or, you know, so, it, it, we all need each other in various ways uh, out there. So, uh, yeah. You'll but find I would out.
0: guess that having training that would give you confidence and you would be less hesitant because you could kind of go into... Auto, I don't want to say autopilot, but that survival kind of, that heightened awareness when you have the knowledge.
2: That's
1: where the training comes in and the practice
0: and comes the in practice. and the experience comes exactly. in. And
2: in
1: the okay. moment we have left, David Violante of the uh, Assistant Director of Emergency Medical Services Arlington Fire District. And uh,
0: adjunct professor at both Duchess Community College and Maris. Right.
1: In the, in the 30 seconds we now have left, uh, let people at home know where on the internet they can find their uh, local fire departments and perhaps become an EMT like you.
2: Well, I would search for it for where you are. So Red Hook has a fire department. We have an outstanding fire department. We have a great place. Uh, You can look on the Dutchess County website. They have all kinds of information about all of the local emergency services in this area in Dutchess, as I'm sure does the other counties in this listening area.
1: David Violante of the Arlington Fire District, thank you for all of your life-serving services to your fellow man and woman, and thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thanks. It's great being here. And who resuscitated us this week and kept us on the air, madam?
0: Well, we are sponsored by Rotary International and Rotary District 7210, as well as the Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, and Wallkill East.
1: For my co-host, Sarah O'Connell, for our producer, Betty Renner, and for Jay Verzi, who has resuscitated the electric board here, our engineer, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again at this same time next week for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget, check out our website, RadioRotary.org. We have over 200 shows on a variety of topics. We'd love to have you be one of our regular listeners. So long, folks.